Oh my god, I almost had a perfect intro. What is up, everyone? Of course, first thing I get on here. That's great. My camera got messed up. I told you it was going to happen, Dad. But it's not. <laughs> it's a different scene and it messed it up. Jeez Louise. What is up, Playboy? Welcome on in. Thank you for the lurk. I appreciate it. Today we are doing the podcast on Tuesday, which does not normally happen. I do know, um, but I would like to go on the record and say that I was actually on time for this stream, unlike every other one. Um, and I do actually have our guest today, which is none other than my father. And here we are, Dad. You are actually showing. So um, we are going to learn a bit about you. My community came up with a lot of questions to get to know you better and see exactly who um, Father Sin is. Um, so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, and then I will take over with some questions afterwards. Uh, my name's Jim. I live in Florida. I, uh, I'm 51 years old. Oh, I got that wrong. You're 51? Yes. I thought you were 54. 1972. Thank you very much. Oh, my bad. Oh. <laughs> nice. Way to go. <laughs> I did. Somebody asked me last night. We were prepping for the podcast. And he goes, how old is your dad? And I go, I think he's like 54. going to be 55. Nice. Nice. My I haven't made pops. it there yet. Hopefully I will. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, I'm a project manager for a construction, pretty good sized construction company down in Florida. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm married. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't prep for this, but I mean, that just tells you a little bit about me, but if you, if, I mean, if there's questions people want me to answer, I'd be more than happy to. They will, we will ask those in just a second. My okay, hold on. My okay. mic got so messed up just now, it was picking up every sound in my freaking house. I don't know what just happened. I just saw it going off the fritz on my OBS, and I'm like, why is this so loud? I have no idea what just happened. Okay, can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, perfect. So, um, a couple of the questions that people had for you was, um, you know, like I said, we, I, I'm very open on, um, like, throughout the community and the podcast, on my streams, do a variety of things. Um, so, there isn't much about my life that people don't know. Um, I guess we would like to start with, this is kind of going to be an experiment of where I also get to learn you better as my father now that I'm an adult, too. Um, no, no. One of the things that um, I guess we can kind of touch base on and lead into it is um, your life like right before you became a father, okay? So how was your life before you were a dad? Where were you at in life? What were you doing? Like what were some struggles that you had right before you found out that you were going to be a dad? Um, <clears throat> well, I managed a subway in Connecticut. Hartford, Connecticut. I was going to the University of Hartford at the time. Um, your mother was going to the community college there in Hartford. We didn't live together, but we lived in the same town. Uh, 
so I, I wasn't making a lot of money, but I was going to school. I was, yeah, I partied a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't wasn't the best time of my life, but I, I thought it was okay because I was at least going to college. Yeah. So that's yeah. why that's why you were out in Connecticut because you're from the St. Louis area. So that's why you were yeah. out in Connecticut was because you were in college. No, that's not how I got to Connecticut. No. How did you get to I, Connecticut? Uh, okay, so I was a bad child, <laughs> like I <laughs> <laughs> very bad, and um, I'd gotten in trouble in, in the St. Louis area. I'd gotten into trouble so many times that uh, the judge in the St. Clair County Circuit Court decided that if I I had two choices because she never wanted to see me in her courtroom ever again, so I had two choices. I could go to Cook County, Illinois, Department of Corrections for youth until I was 21, or I could move to Florida with my real mother and never yeah. and never come back to Illinois again. Well, until I was 21, not not never again, but I couldn't come back until I was 21, or I had to go to jail until I was 21. So, I believe I was 14 at the time. Didn't want to oh go to jail God. until I was 21. Yeah, so I, I I I opted to go to Florida and live with my real mom because, I mean, it's Florida, you know. Oh, so you uh, lived with Linda for a while. Yeah, for a short time. I did not know that. Yeah, we lived in Lake Worth, Florida. Uh, on my sixth, well, after I just turned 16 down there, I came home from work, and she packed up with her husband at the time, and they moved back to Illinois. So now I'm 16, and I couldn't go to Illinois because the judge told me I had to stay out of there. And that's where she went. I was like, that sucked, you know? You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. And then, uh, so, like I said, I was a bad kid, and now I'm 16 years old, and I have no adult supervision whatsoever. Yeah. Me and a friend of mine named Dave stole a truck right off of the Mitsubishi lot brand new truck no miles on it <laughs> and we and we drove from west palm beach florida to danielson connecticut stealing Why? gas all the way up stealing gas the entire way up there yeah see i he never knew how you made it he out to from, connecticut well, well my buddy was from that area yeah. I had nothing, you know, my sister, one of my sister, my oldest sister, Donna, lived in, in Florida at the time. And, you know, she had a lot of kids. Yeah. And I, I could have stayed, I could have stayed with her, but instead we, me and my buddy just decided to go to Connecticut. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's how I got to Connecticut. Okay, so you're in Connecticut. And yeah. then, uh, so you're at 16, you're in Connecticut. Where did you go yeah. from there? Did well, you ever get we, caught for stealing? Yeah. They they picked us up. Me and my buddy got arrested. They they chased us. 
Uh, and they finally caught us in the stolen vehicle. And he was from Connecticut, so he had family up there. So they they allowed him. I think he spent two weeks in jail, and they allowed him to go to his family's house. But mm-hmm. I didn't have family there, so I was a flight risk. So they they made me stay. Um, but he wasn't a flight risk, so they let him out. The next court date, he didn't show up to because he took off back to Florida, and I showed up to court oh, that's and. Too funny. Right, just the opposite of what they thought would happen. That is and, too um, funny. And I got the Mitsubishi and the insurance company dropped all the charges against me. Oh, really? And I, yeah, they let me out. Spent two months in jail, and they let me out. And no state from Florida all the way to Connecticut wanted to press charges for the theft of the gas that we had stolen all the way up. I don't know. I don't know who was on my side, but somebody was. And somebody clearly was on they, your side, yeah. Okay. So, they dropped all charges against me. So I spent two months in jail, and got out. They uh, didn't know anybody. You know, I had to go to a homeless shelter. Oh my! Was, okay, so that's what I asked next. Is like so. Because you can't, you can't go to Illinois, and that's where your dad is, and your now your biological mother Linda's out there, and right. you have nowhere else to go, and you're stuck in Connecticut, and this is you're still 16 at the time. Yeah, it was right before my 17th birthday. The, so uh, you had to go to a homeless shelter because you have nowhere to go. Right. So the okay. counselor, the counselor at the homeless shelter was going to. Uh, put me into foster home or a false the false the uh, um you know it's gonna make me a ward of the state you know what i mean because i was still a minor yeah but but they didn't do that because i proved to them that i could take care of myself that i could i could get a job and i could you know do what i needed to do Mm mm-hmm so I, I so I did for uh, a few months. I, okay. I did the right thing for for a few months. So then, how? Where were you at? Okay, so after this, between this time, and then you you're at seventeen, so you're still in Connecticut, and you didn't have me until you were twenty three, or twenty two. Right. Going to be twenty three because my birthday's right before yours. Right. So you stayed up there for the whole six years. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because uh, when they released me from the, the jail, mm-hmm. I was doing the right thing for a while, but then I got back into my old ways and I uh, ended up going to prison. Right, yeah. In Connecticut for a few years, three years. So. Uh, yeah, three years. At this point in time in your life, had you already come in contact with the drugs and alcohol? Did you already have a problem with this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was... I mean, I was 17 years old, and I was already drunk by by noon. You know what I mean? I'd already passed out and was, you know... Yeah. Passed out drunk. You know, I wasn't just a... 
just have a few drinks drunk i was the past yeah. passing out all, you know i mean i barely i don't even remember half of the i know we've we've talked about that actually in a little bit of of length because at you know at one point in time when i went through the recent breakup with my youngest uh with his father there was like some dark times where the depression was getting to me and i had confided in you a few times like how did you know you were an alcoholic like i was worried that i was one and we had talked about that at, at great length a few times actually right <clears throat> i know um okay so then right okay so right before you're becoming a dad though did you was there like a point in time where you cleaned up your act at all where you started to get better or were you still uh, pretty heavily involved? Yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I didn't, it's, it, I was yeah. pretty heavily involved for quite a while. Well, let me do this for you real quick. Okay. Does that make it better for you so you can actually see me now? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I just realized that. I was like, here, let me go ahead and just do that so you know like I'm actually here and I'm, I'm like watching you and talking to you and listening. <laughs> <don't>. um, <clears throat> so whenever you, uh, obviously, you know, you, you met my mom. Um, whenever you found out you were going to be a dad, what were the first thoughts that were going through your head? Shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, kidding. I, was, I was excited. Were you I was excited? excited. Yeah. I was. I was very excited. Yeah. I'd always wanted a wanted a mini me and, and, and you know, so I was happy about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And then uh so we kind of, you know, we'll fast forward a bit here and we'll talk through the timeline here. Um then, you know, obviously four and a half years later you have my brother, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know your brother. No, I'm just right. kidding. No. Love him to death, too. That's my best friend. I love him. I'm wearing, that's actually his yeah. hoodie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good. He, gets to, he gets to see it on camera. I know. I can't wait for him to come on in and be like, nice hoodie. I'm like, thanks. Right. <laughs> whenever I went down, whenever, whenever I went to Ohio, actually, um, not this last birthday, the birthday before last year, I went to go see him. Um, I had taken this with me. I, I stole it. Nice. I jacked that from him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, I mean, for what it's worth, just so you know, I do not remember this side of my father when I was younger. I don't, I never, none of the, no memories of you ever being drunk or doing drugs or anything really. Um, oh, never, never in front of you. No. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a plus side. You didn't, you didn't fuck me up mentally like that. So. That's good. I just remember my dad being there and then, you know, all of a sudden you have moved to Florida. So let's go, let's fast forward to that a bit. You, you went ahead, you are, let's see, I was, I want to say I was eight. It's been 20 years that you've been in Florida, almost 21, right? 20, 20 this year. 20 this year. Yeah. Uh, Cause I turned 28 November, this year. November will be 20 years. Okay. Now, yeah. Aunt Shirley was a huge help to you with us, right? She was like a huge part of you getting sober yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Talk Absolutely. me through that. <clears throat> that wasn't even, but that wasn't even a requirement when I, for me to move down here and her to help me. That, uh, I'd been down here, well, five years before I got sober, you know? 
Mm-hmm. I uh, so I was still drinking when I lived down here. I, yeah, uh, I remember me, you me told me that Mac. later, later in life. I remember you me, told me that. I thought, you know, you had moved down here, you got sober right away. To, no, no, me and me and Uncle Mac used to go and football. That's our thing. We love football. We, we'd watch football together and, you know, mm-hmm. drink quite a few Bud Lights together. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. Yeah. So I, I've only been, I've been down here 20 years in November, but I'm only 15 years sober. So, yeah. You know, um, I just had, I had a, a question on the tip of my tongue. Um, actually, actually just a comment. I actually did not realize until a few years ago, maybe I'd probably say within the last, mm, like eight years or so, probably before I moved back to Illinois, I learned around that time that Uncle Mac was also a recovering alcoholic. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, we used I did to go not to meetings together. Huh? We used to go to meetings together, and um, my boss at the time was also a recovering addict or alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So when Uncle Mac's anniversary would come up, or my anniversary would come up, he would give me the morning off and so uncle mac and i could go to the meeting together for our anniversaries so yeah it was it was it was a whole collective of of people that got me to where i need to be you know yeah um i did actually uh Corey had sent over some questions because like i said i had a bunch of people they're putting together a bunch of questions for you um i'm gonna bring his up now though because his kind of are relevant to the topic here um, he asked, how was Aunt Shirley able to build you back up? Was it the good environment, someone caring around you or the stability that, um, helped the most? What was it that she did in aiding you that helped you the most with getting sober? She's just, she, she only, she had a, or two things she did just, and that's all that, that I, she needed to do. One was that she, she, uh. She loved me, obviously, when I yeah. couldn't love myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she showed me that she believed in me. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, not, you know, we're not a big mushy, mushy family, you know? No. But, <laughs> but she did. No matter what I did, sure, you know, sure I did stupid stuff and I was in the wrong, but she didn't beat me up over it. She just helped me pick myself up by my bootstraps and keep moving forward, you know? She's very good about that still to this day. She is. She's very good about that. Yeah, no, no question. She, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. she's one of my favorite people. Same you know? here. Mine too. She's one of my favorite people too. Uh, Jordan, he has been sober. It was his 15-year anniversary this year. Yeah, July, mm-hmm. July 15th. You know, say, I have it here somewhere. I have it in my calendar, actually. Um, it says Dad's anniversary, and then I have Mama Jackie's anniversary, too. I have it in my calendar, so I have it every year. Oh, hello. When's our anniversary, baby? Our anniversary was Monday the 18th. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so you think. <laughs> One year? Two years. Two years? Yeah, I've been together for two years. Corey says hi, by the way. Hi, Corey. Two years, huh? Yeah, me and Corey have been together for two years. Yeah, that was just a year. Yeah, it's crazy. I, 
I just can't believe you put up with him that long. No, I'm just kidding. I'm always kidding. <laughs> Baby. Dad thought it was one I year. Don't... And then he goes, I just can't believe he's put up with you that long. He said, yeah, Just kidding. Yeah, just anyway. kidding. Um, Actually, I said it the other way, though. I said, I can't believe you put up with him, but that's okay. Oh, did you? Oh, see, I was just automatically assuming you were talking shit about me, so I was ready no. for it. <laughs> no. You're one of my favorite people, too. Oh, thank you. Who else would you say was a big, um, like a big influence or a big person in your corner that helped you get sober? Were there any like moments that stuck with you that like you still think about to this day? You know, what's funny is that, uh, uncle Mac got sober before me Yeah. and he used to love you know, they had different kinds of meetings. And one of the meetings he used to love was speaker meetings. And uh, he used to come home all the time, because, you know, I lived with them. So he'd come home all the time with these CDs of different speakers from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he doesn't really, he's not really technically inclined, you know, he doesn't... <laughs> Technology escapes him, you know. Oh God, I love uh, watching Uncle Mac trying to piece together anything with technology. It is amazing. Right. So there is a I reason a he got new... super pumped about a label maker for Christmas one year from Grandpa. Exactly. <laughs> but I had a computer that I built, um, so he wanted me to copy all these CDs for him. Now here's the ironic thing: he wasn't pushing me to go to meetings. Shirley wasn't saying anything to me or anything like that, mm-hmm. but he used to bring these CDs home and I would sit there and I would continuously drink Bud Light while recording or while burning CDs for AA meetings. I mean, how, how funny is that? <laughs> That's so ironic. <laughs> right. So then I just started listening to him as I was burning them and drinking and, you know, listening to him and, there was this one guy, his name was Clancy. Uh, everybody loved him. He, he used to tell mm-hmm. the best stories. And uh, I found out he was going to be in Cocoa Beach, Florida, which is, I mean, two hours away, maybe hour and a half away. Yeah, about an hour and a half from you. Yeah, so I... I used to go to Cocoa immediately, Beach. Immediately bought tickets. Hi, Papa. Got a hotel, mm-hmm. uh, stayed up there. So he was another guy, and I and I met him. Um, oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. I yeah I didn't waste any time like that. You know, uh, Uncle Mac wanted a wanted something. You know, asked me to get something signed or get just to say hi to him. You know. Yeah. So I went up and started talking to him, and Clancy was a, a baseball fan. Oh yeah. So he signed, he signed, he signed a book for me for Mac. Mac didn't know I was bringing it to him, but I got him to sign a book and I brought it to Mac and that was awesome. Um, but, but Clancy was listening to his stories mm-hmm. and then, and then meeting the guy, I was, you would have thought that I had just met like the president or, or one of my favorite superheroes. Do you know what I mean? Growing up, yeah. it was like, it was like, I just, I just met Superman, you know? Like yeah. that's how, I, and here I was, you know, grown ass man. Going to meet another grown ass man, and I was in awe. I couldn't believe it. 
It was it, it was spectacular. Do you think so that, he was a big influence on me? Do you think that Uncle Mac knew what he was doing? Do you think he did that intentionally? Or do you think that it was purely just organically coincidental that it happened like that? I think I think that was more organically it just Yeah. See there's there's something there's something to be said about and and I know it's gonna sound crazy, but my life. Yeah. And this is and this is what I mean. No matter no matter what, I always fall into the biggest piles of shit <laughs> and I come out smelling like a rose. And I mean I It's I genetic it, by I, the I way. For, I took it for granted my whole life. You know? Mm -hmm. Like I always took it for granted. And now the, the biggest rock in my life, other than, you know, my children, mm -hmm. is my wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she, she also had an anniversary recently, too, didn't she? In April. April. Well, that's it. Yeah. Recently is April. She, she keeps me grounded or humble. Mm -hmm. And when anytime, anytime I fall into shit and smell like a rose, she lets me know, hey, just show a little gratitude, you know what I mean? Yeah. She keeps, she, she's my, my wife, but she's my therapist, she's my yeah. best friend, you know, she, she keeps me where I need to be and she lets me know, she calls me on my shit, you know? She's been a great addition to the family. I know me and her had a rocky start when you guys first were dating and getting married and stuff, because I was a teenager that yeah. was very... Very, I was, I was, and I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've apologized to her still as an adult, and I'm just like, I am so sorry you had to deal with that, and she's like, well, that is what it is, you were growing up, you know, but we have a right. really, really good relationship now that I'm an adult. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I do, mm -hmm. I do remember you had said that you had spoken at meetings. Do you still speak at meetings? No. No. Um, I haven't been to a meeting. Well, uh, okay. Up until this year, I hadn't been to a meeting in a few years. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that I still don't hang out with all my friends from AA because I do. Yeah. I hang out with them. I'm I'm always I'm Facebook friends with them. We talk through messaging, whatever you know. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know if you remember Ashley Jackie's maid of honor. Mm-hmm. She just had an anniversary. She did? I think it was 18, 18 years. Good for her. Congrats. Um, so me and Jackie went to a meeting for her to celebrate her anniversary oh, a couple weeks awesome. ago. When you did speak at meetings, what did you what did you talk about? What did you say well, or what moments did you share? The thing about speaking at meetings, if you go to a speaker meeting or anything like that, um, People tend to, depends on who's speaking. Yeah. A lot of people like to get up there and tell war stories about how it was for them before they come to AA. Mm -hmm. I don't like reliving those moments. Mm -hmm. So I qualify, I, I show them that I qualify to be at that meeting. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I go straight to how my life is after getting sober. Like yeah. what, 
what AA can do for me, you know, can do for anybody. That's what I did. I yeah. didn't, I didn't really like to say, I didn't like to speak about, you know, all the lemons I got. I just like to tell them how sweet the lemonade was, you know? <laughs> I remember you had told me that at one point, whenever you did, um, not yet, Jordan, we'll be doing questions here in a minute. We're kind of leading into those. Um, I remember at one point you had told me that once you had a certain mark, you had called me and Riley to let me know that you had gone to meetings and you had said that I had said something to you about how proud I was of you. And you had told me that that was something that kind of oh, was definitely. like in the back of your mind, like kind of helped you stay oh, the right yeah. path. All the little things that like that, it, because they're not little things. It's, they may be, you know, somebody saying I'm proud of you doesn't seem like a lot, but it really is. It really, yeah. it, it, it's not so much that, you know, I'm, I need to be patted on the back for living life on life's terms yeah. because everybody, because everybody else has to do that too, you know, and they're not getting yeah. grades or pats on the back or anything like that. I get that. But, but anything to help, you know, keep you, keep you on the positive side of it. So you're mm -hmm. not thinking about anything like that. It's definitely huge. And coming from, you know, one of your kids, which I, I honestly, your kids shouldn't have to tell you that they're proud of you for doing something that you're supposed to be doing anyway. But when you did that, that really was huge. That was very huge. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, let me see here. <laughs> Riley texts me. He's not going to be able to join because he can't figure out how to download it on his phone and he's getting frustrated. And you know how short my brother's temper is. Right. So <laughs> he gave up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's, better. it's better for him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> we did have. Uh, so now in your life, so you and Mama got married um, October, was it 20th or 21st of 2012? Yeah. See, you you and her both. Like, really? It's the 20th. Okay. I mean, you was in the wedding. She was in the wedding. It was her wedding. So right. if anybody's going to get, like, blamed for that, like, you should be getting this out of her, not me. All you guys were in the wedding. I'm the only one that remembers when it was. I'm the oldest one. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to have a bad memory. And, and nobody else remembers but me. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know what to tell you about that. October 20th, 2012. Now, how did you and Mama meet? I like to tell people we met at church because nobody in their right mind thinks that I'd ever be at church. You know, mm -hmm. but the AA meeting was at the church. <laughs> mm. I was going to say, was the meeting at the church? And, <laughs> and I was the coffee drinker and the coffee maker. Mm -hmm. And now some new girl from Dunkin' Donuts was coming in and you know, we're going to start making the coffee. I'm like, oh, not on my watch, woman. So I used to say little slick comments to her, you know. And she used to turn around and give them right back to me. And it was pretty much at that point, you know what I mean? I had never wherever, knew. Wherever she was, wherever she was, I was at. If she was at the picnic at downtown Stewart, <clears throat> yep, picnic at downtown Stewart. If she was at 
The only time so you started stalking her to, is what you say. What you're saying? Pretty much. The only thing. The okay, only time I wasn't able to go where she was is if she went to an all women's meeting. And well, obviously I can't go to those. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, Jordan so. did ask a quick question. She said, "Did it help being in AA together, or was it hard to both be previous alcoholics and being together?" Well, I'll tell you what. Um, because we both been through similar situations, mm -hmm. if a pro if something came up and I needed somebody to talk to, that part made it easier. But at the same time, if if I if we you know because we live together, mm -hmm. and if if I did something to piss her off, if we go to the same meeting, she can't really talk yeah. about how I pissed her off because we're in the same meeting. You know what I mean? So sometimes. Sometimes it, it was easy. It, it, believe me, it was the best thing for us. Yeah. But, but we also had to rely on our phone and talking to other people. You know, like she would call her sponsor or or, or other girls in the program. Whenever you know, it's, it's the, she could, you know, bitch about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and vice versa. You know. So, but because. All problems are not the same, but there's some of them are similar. We were able to, if I was having something going on in my life, like with work, I could talk to her about it, you know? Yeah. And she, and she never, she never made my problems seem less than, so it, it made it easier for us to, mm. you know, to not, and then I would talk to her about it and then she would give me and this is the hard part. We would give each other the answer that we didn't want. You know what I mean? But we yeah. needed. Ooh, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, we, it's not what we, we wanted have, to hear. It's what we needed to hear. We have definitely reached um, some moments in our relationship where um, Corey is really, we're really good at holding each other um, accountable. We're really good at yeah. holding each other accountable for things. And um, it's it's really, really tough sometimes because, he, you know, he's my best friend. He definitely is my best friend. And, you know, being a mother of young kids, I don't really have many friends to begin with. And so, like, pretty much my only I'm friend. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I hold his opinion above everybody else's. Like, I, you know, like, yours is one, yours, Mama's, Riley's. Oh and Corey, yeah. and it's like if you guys make a comment and it's like you know it's gonna hurt my feelings it's gonna hurt my feelings tenfold because it's just like right. i hold your guys opinions next to god you know what i mean like it's up there like that's it's that's that's law basically right mm. and, and and i understand that um but you know another thing too is that she knows if i'm just you know to come home from work and I'm silent or something, you know, mm -hmm. what's wrong. And, and she's not one to say what's wrong. I say, yeah, nothing. And that's it. Oh no. She will keep asking until I finally, yeah. You know, she won't let me sit in my shit. You know, I, I can't pester Corey like that. I have to approach it differently. I have yeah, to approach well, as I ask him what's wrong, and if he tells me nothing, I go, okay. 
And I sit in silence. I make sure I'm like, well, I'll get his food for him. I'll make sure he has clean clothes. I'm go take a hot shower. You know, I'll go ahead and be like, oh, do you want to watch a movie? You want to spend some time together or something? Like, the quality time. And then if something's really eating at him, he'll open up and he'll, like, talk to me and, like, you know, just kind of yes. let it loose. But I found that if Everybody. I pester him and ask him what's wrong and keep doing that, that that's when it's, like, it does the opposite effect where it just, like, it it it, aggra- it angers him almost. Well, and he's just like, listen, yeah. nothing's wrong, but it's about to be. Well, that's what, <laughs> well, that's what Jackie does. Jackie pesters me until I get so aggravated that I just tell her what the freaking problem is, and hopefully she'll stop. But, no, I'll tell her what the problem is, and then we get to the root of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but that's exactly what it is. I get so frustrated that I just mm-hmm. finally – and she knows what she's doing. I mean, yeah, it, you know – We've been married for 10 years, getting ready to be 11 years, but we've been together for 14. She knows, she knows how to push my button. I just want to say the, the gift that I got you guys for your anniversary, I think it's your first anniversary. That would have definitely been a better gift for like a 10 year anniversary, but I got you that clock that's like engraved and stuff. Like should have been a... (laughs) Do you not know where my gift I got you is? Um, she does. I guarantee you she does. It's out. There's like, you have a display case somewhere out in your living room, I think. Or like oh, in the yeah, front room. Yeah, it's yeah, out yeah. there. It's in the thing. You're yeah. right. It is in there. Uh-huh. I exactly. Yeah, I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Mm-hmm. It's, in, it's, it's in that glass case. It is. Because. Yeah, I want an extra $50 for my Christmas bonus this year. Just for that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> Uh-huh. You better tell your right. best friend Cole. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to tell me it's going to be going to all these kids. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, uh-huh. so let's reel it back in here. So you and Mama get married in 2012. You guys are together now. It's going to be your, your 11-year anniversary. Um, so you're doing really good for yourself. You um, started doing, um, what did you say it was, project development, was it? <clears throat> Project manager. Project manager. Sorry. Sorry, guys. My dad's actually not a hard worker. My dad actually gets to sit in an AC truck all day. He tells me and Corey about it like once a week, and my brother actually too. Um, he gets to sit in the AC while everybody else does the work, and he just gets to drive around and be home by like noon. I paid my dues. Yeah, okay. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't get this handsome in 51 years by not working. So let me ask you this. So you um, so you were a groundskeeper for a while. You worked for the Cardinals yeah. back in the day. And then, uh, and you know, now. I, uh, I worked for the Marlins and the Dolphins first. You did? Okay. Yeah. Was that whenever was, um, Christine was pregnant with me? Yes. Okay. I knew you guys went to Florida for a while when she was pregnant with me. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so you've you've been working outside a lot. And then. You were diagnosed, yeah, you were diagnosed with um, skin cancer, right? Yes. When did that diagnosis come in? When did you get diagnosed with skin cancer? Oh, seven or eight years ago. Seven years ago? Yeah. Tobias is going to be seven. Are you sure? Yeah. I feel like it was before I was pregnant with him. Yeah, it could have been. Mm, okay. You, you could have told me it was 13 years ago. I'd have been like, yeah, yeah, that was it. I don't know. I don't 
I don't I don't keep a I don't put I didn't put that on my calendar. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> but because since the diagnosis though, you've had to make changes. So like you wear these long sleeve shirts whenever you go outside, caked up in some green, you got a hat covering your head and stuff. Do you still do those treatments? Yes. Yeah. I, I I did the treatments for about six months and it it went away, but now it's back again. So gotta keep doing now, the treatments. What are the treatments? What can you talk me through? Like describe sort of like how what what treatments it, you take for it or what you do? It's just lotion that you put on this on your skin twice a day. You got like a like a part A and a part B. So part right. A I put on in the morning. And then after after my shower at night, I do Part B. Gotcha. And, and uh, the the doctor, the dermatologist doctor, described it as liquid chemo. Liquid chemo. Yeah, it's not. It's it, it, believe me, it's not as bad as chemo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not in any way, shape, or form. But. Yeah, don't worry, does... Chad. His hair fell out actually due to genetics. It had nothing to do with the chemo. Yeah, I've been bald since I was 24. Um, Look out, Riley. The uh, yeah, Riley better watch out. Um, <laughs> the, the, it, it's actually that is where most of the skin cancer is, though, is on my head. Uh, okay. And because I knew you talked about you had found there was like a patch or something or like a mass that was on, on your my hand. hand. Yeah. On yeah. Both my hand. And I've had them. I've had numerous spots, or I've had them cut out. It's called Mohs surgery. They, uh, it's really crazy. They, they numb my hand, or I had some cut out right here on my head, but they numb it, and then they take this thing that looks like a hole punch. Mm-hmm. They just stick it on my head, and they just twist it and twist it, and it digs in as it. Yeah. And then, then they gotta take it to the to their lab and look at it, and make sure that there's no make sure they got it all inside that area. Otherwise they got to come back and dig out more and then go back. It, it can take a long time. Um, but I've been lucky with that as well. You know, they, they go in, they cut it, they get it all. They sew me back up. They send me home, um, until my next surgery or do whatever, they ever, you know? do they ever take enough skin off to where like you need a skin graft or is it just in small spots where it sews up on its own? No. Uh, Jackie was worried about that on my head mm -hmm. because it, it usually leaves like, like, and it did, it left a little dent. It usually leaves a really big dent, you know, mm -hmm. or, or, and they, they tell you if you get stuff to cut on your head, you should go to a plastic surgeon. But like I tell everybody else, and like I just said a few months ago, I'm 51 years old. I don't care if, if You're I, married. my head looks like they, Who you got yeah, impressed? If, like, if it looks like they took a whole bunch of ice cream scoops on top of my head, oh, well, I wear a hat anyway. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And everybody you keep around you is too short to even see the top of your head anyway. So True story. Yeah. I mean, four, four, you're four foot nothing, right? You know what I mean? First of all, I'm five foot two and three quarters. <laughs> okay, okay, Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> your, uh, your youngest grandchild, I think, actually um, has my height because he is a short, he is short and stout. He is short Stevie. and stout. And uh, your middle is definitely, he's got his dad's height. And then uh, your granddaughter, um, she's going to be tall. They're all going to be taller than yeah. me by the time they're 10. Oh, yeah. Your granddaughter's already, like, give, basically there. If you give them that long, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's got, like, another year, and she's definitely my height, for sure. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, so you you kind of just you make a you make a huge huge different um, you know moves towards your life. So you're doing better in life. You're staying out of trouble with the law. You get um, you get remarried. Um, beautiful choice, by the way. Um, outstanding, I approve. You know, um, don't know how it happened. I think I really think you lied to her about like the money you make or something. Um, no, I think. And then now lost, she's just too far into it. She lost a bet, and you know that makes sense too. Yeah. Oh well. Um, you, know, you got a nice life insurance policy anyway. Wanna, she gets fifty percent of it, so. I want I want to tell you something that you might not have known. What? Did you know that all of this, everything, right? Uh, everything that's happened to you know, as good as I got it now, and the stuff that I do, and you know, like I was building computers before, just as fun for fun. Uh, oh my God, that's where I get it from. Right. So everything that I got up here, do you do you know that I'm a seventh grade dropout? You didn't know that, did you? You dropped out in the well. You got kicked out of Illinois when you were fourteen. But you went to college. I know. Did you go to college in prison, or were you out of prison? You went to college in prison. No, I got my GED in prison. I went from seventh grade to GED to college. Got out of prison. Went to college in New Hampshire. Okay. Transferred, transferred to another college in Hartford, and then you came along. Wow. Okay. Now, yeah. I do got to ask this, because for my entire life, so I'm 28, right? Just want to put this out here. I'm 28 years old. For 28 years, I have been led to believe that you went to college for grass. Yeah. Legal grass. Legal grass. Not weed? Yes. No. Right. I mean, what is your degree? Really what is your degree? Well, I went for turf management and hold the culture and political science, but we'll see how good that went. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Nothing, Tat. I'm just I'm taking this all in. <laughs> um, so do you have an associate's or a bachelor's? Like how, how far did you get? I didn't finish. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I did. I didn't finish because. You know why? Because of me. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my own choice, though. That was my own choice. Right. Right. Okay. I, okay. I moved back to St. Louis, and your mom was pregnant, and we moved back to St. Louis to. Well, we were promised something by my real mom and huh. it didn't work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You had a very um one of, one of the many, many, many heartbreaks that she caused me. You had a very estranged relationship with her. I remember when my cousin died. We were at the funeral 
and she had approached me and she approached me like she knew me and I turned around so quick and I said, who are you? Right. She, you never goes, met her. she goes, I'm your grandma. I said, no, you're not. And she's like, I'm your grandma Linda. And I was like, my grandmother's name is Margaret. Thank you. I was like, I have no idea right, who you right. are. <laughs> Come to find out. I had no idea because you never talked about her from what I remembered. You know what I mean? Not to an extent that I would have known. That was my very first memory of Linda was that. Um, Do you know why? Just a three strike rule. Yeah. And the first strike was I was two and she left us. Mm -hmm. The second strike was I was 16 and I was not allowed back in Illinois. And that's where she went. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a choice but not go. You know what I mean? I didn't have a choice. I, yeah. I couldn't go. You legally could not and, do it. And the third strike was when we went back to Illinois. She was pregnant with you, and Linda and Roy promised us jobs with the the, the company that he had started, mm -hmm. which we thought was, was all that. Come to find out it was nothing. It was just mm -hmm. he was a handyman. But... But all that, and then she basically put us out, you know? Yeah. So that was strike three. Done. Now, I know I've talked to Ann Shirley, and Ann Shirley got to a point where she ended up... I don't know if she, like, fully forgave her, but she did reach a point where she had talked with her or reconnected, yeah. and she was helping her out with things. Did you ever get to a point in your life before she passed away to forgive her or reconcile I or just... I, I tried twice. Yeah. And it... It didn't work. No. She had reached out to me. Um, she reached out to me and Roy had reached out to me after DJ had passed. And I want to say it was... It was like right before she passed. It was right before she passed. It was like maybe like two months, three months maybe. And she had reached out about reconciling or seeing if we would ever meet each other again and, and stuff like that. It was, um, I was very random. Never happened. Well, my thing was the reason why I you never me. met her until, until, until that point, uh, DJ's funeral, you never met her because... I wasn't going to let her come into you and Riley's life mm -hmm. and have her disappoint you or hurt you guys like she did me. That wasn't an option. Yeah. You know, so. I know you had had her name tattooed in your arm and you actually, um, I'll add that. I'll add the picture whenever I edit this and post it to YouTube. But, um, I saw that you had finally gotten that piece finished where you put mine yeah. and Riley's name actually in the heart and you actually got like the whole thing done around it yeah you can show it yeah the whole look at you oh you're so proud of it yeah horrible angle dad i don't think you understand how this works Looks i know good. well my phone it's on my phone you weirdo i know i know i'll, I'll get a picture <laughs> from social media and insert it here it's got my wedding anniversary on in there too oh yeah i didn't see that part i gotta say your wedding photos the theme with all the baseball, all my baseball friends, my MLB people in the chat, I will post it in my Discord, um, and I will tag you guys in it. I'm, I'm actually, ironically enough, a big part, a big community that I'm a part of, but I don't play the game, is MLB The Show. I have met a lot of my friends 
through the streaming, like through the streaming community, through MLB The Show, and I don't even play the game. I hate that game. I'm so bad at and it. You know many, and you know how many baseball players you've met? I know, I know. See, I have pictures and gnomes in here now, and I've told our buddy Craw about this too. And uh, I have pictures of when I chased down Mark McGuire into the locker room and they had to page you and be like, hey, come get your kid. Um, at the same the same day, I got the picture with Chris Pronger from the Blues. Um, I have told them about how um, you go ahead and tell it. Tell them the story about uh, Sammy Sosa. Oh, we were standing at the my place was behind home plate during every game and I was out there before every game, you know, the media comes out there while they're taking batting practice, does interviews and takes pictures of the guys hitting the ball, whatever. So I stand there and you, and I think your mom came down for a Cubs game mm-hmm. and we were standing at the back, at the backstop by the door and Sammy Sosa came over and he grabbed you. He brought you to the field. You guys sat in front of each other with your feet touching arms stretched out and you guys were doing going back and forth doing the rock and stretching. stretching yeah the pull stretching and everybody in the crowd just thought that was the most amazing like they just couldn't believe like i don't know how many people came up to me behind the backstop and said oh is that your kid oh that's so awesome she gets to do it it really blew their minds when i told them that your name was sammy too yeah like, yeah like like it was a setup or something and i like no we didn't know he was gonna do that and yeah and here, here you are sammy and sammy on the field stretching together you know he is my second favorite player of all time and then the other time where rain delay you remember this it was a rain delay and we were putting the tarp on the field i Somewhere remember a rain a delay there's a photo of you somewhere running out on the field with us, pushing the tarp with the whole grounds crew. I do remember. Oh, my God. I totally forgot there's, about that. I don't know where the photo's at, but there is a photo it's during a game. You're like, that's my dad, and you ran out there, <laughs> and you pushed the tarp with us. Uh, no, my dad was a groundskeeper for the St. Louis Cardinals. He also was for the uh, Marlins. Um, but Marlins right now we're Dolphins. talking about um, during uh, his time in St. Louis when he was a groundskeeper at a Old Bush Stadium. <clears throat> yeah. And then not to mention, so I mean, obviously, the, the other obvious famous baseball player that I've met is my godfather, my uncle. <laughs> like, well, you yeah. know, Uncle Mac, you know, and the MLB for decades here. I remember... Yeah, I remember when he was with the Royals, he was the pitching coach then from 06 to 11. I went out to Kansas City with him and Shirley, and I had, um, I went out there, and we went to a couple Royals games, obviously, where they're like almost every single night, and um, I was obsessed with David DeJesus. Do you remember when I was obsessed with him? obsessed yeah. i was so obsessed with this man i loved his name i don't know what it was and i told uncle dick, mac about I mean, it and like the next day uncle mac came home with a baseball signed by david de jesus said to sammy best wishes david de jesus on it i still have that ball in my garage nice 
Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Noam, I can reach out to my dad. My friend Noam, actually, he's um, he's writing a college thesis paper about baseball. His topic is about Noam, you can also type this in here if I butcher this, but the gist of it is that he is discussing, it's about baseball and, like, the snacks, like how, like, peanuts and beer are, like, a big part of baseball over the years and stuff and the targeted audiences and the ads and sunflower seeds. My dad is sitting here chewing on those. I knew you were doing that. <laughs> Baseball and beer, the hot dog, and peanuts. Yes. He said he would love to connect with you, if at all possible. He'd love to rack your brain, because he's talking about um, the Cardinals. They're a big part, actually, in his thesis paper. Absolutely. It'd be cool if that, I can give him your Discord and stuff, and he can reach out to you. Absolutely. I'll give you, I'll give you his Discord gnome. Um, <clears throat> all right, so we, we talked about the baseball years. Um, there were a couple other things here. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're an old man. You probably have to go to bed soon because you're tired. Um, well, it's because I got to be at work at four o'clock your time. So, yeah. Anyway, whatever. All right. So a lot of people did have questions, obviously, about prison. Well, um, so we're going to go through those real quickly because the inquiring minds want to know, um, the first one is, what is prison really like? Is it as scary as TV makes it out to be? Okay, no. But it's still not fun. No. Yeah. What yeah. level of prison were you in? I was in maximum maximum security. I'll have to let Giltz know. He was, he was a CO, and he was questioning. Um, I was like, well... Um, I don't know exactly what it was for, but I do know what he tells me. And so I will tell you because I didn't want to ruin the podcast. So I was going to message him on this. I'd be like, so this is what he tells me he went there for. Um, and then you can kind of guess like what level of prison he was in. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that was that was our guess, actually. Um, let's see I was, here. <laughs> I was allowed to be out of my cell for one hour a day. God. Look at you trying to be a gangster. No. No, but. Yeah. Uh, if. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. If yeah. Where I'm at right now, I wouldn't change that. I don't want to yeah. do it again. I don't no. want to do it again. I will if I push to the point, but I won't. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just remember Family is everything. Absolutely. Um, another question was, was readjusting to family life. Well, you weren't, you didn't really have a family after prison. So, I mean, you, you didn't have a family come home too. You didn't start your no. family until after you were already no. out. Actually, actually, I, when I got out of prison, I went to a ha halfway house in Hartford, Connecticut and I didn't know anybody. I had not nothing. Yeah. Not even not even a friend. You know what I mean? Oh, like crazy. I right. I came out to Was it hard readjusting to society after you had been away for a while? Yeah. 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 Yeah, because you know, in my room at the halfway house, all my shit was hidden. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Just like it would be if I was still in prison, even though I didn't have to, I didn't have to hide it no more. It was still hidden. You know what I mean? Was it was a halfway house like, 
like a prison, but you're allowed to socialize somewhat back into society? I would say it's more like, yeah, like a minimum security kind of prison where I could go out and get a job. Yeah. But we had to be home at a certain time. Um, yeah. When I got paid. Or I got paid. Mm-hmm. I had to have a, a bank account that was like a passport account. Mm-hmm. Every time I put money in the bank, they stamped my book and I had to bring it back to the halfway house and show the workers that I deposited in my bank. And they kept my passport, you know. They wouldn't let yeah. us have it because they didn't want us to take it out. And if I wanted to spend any of my money, I had to give a, write, a written request to, and it had to be approved. It wasn't like they just said, okay, yeah, go buy, you know, 10, 10 comic books or, or a CD or whatever it was. I had to ask for it, and then maybe I got to do it, you know. So yeah. it was, it was, but it was supposed to um, kind of structure us to come out, you know. Let's see here. I have a lot of stupid ones. A lot of people asked oh, you if you had realized that I was insane already. Um, another question. I I knew that that from like day one. Yeah. Okay. Another question is, uh, where did you go wrong with me? Where did I go wrong with you? Yeah. Again, that's from the very beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, another one, this is my personal favorite. actually, Actually, you're a good mom and I'm very proud of you as well. I was going to ask you that. Thank you. What do you think, um, what has happened in my life that's made you the most proud? My grandkids. Yeah. I mean, you're a great mom. You're, you're learning as you go, you know, but you're good. I knew the tears going to come at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. I try, man. It's hard. You struggle, but you do it. Thanks. 100%. How did you uh how did you feel when I told you that you were going to be a grandpa the first time? Well, the second time, I guess. Um Or so happier, happier than when I found out that you were coming. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, because it was like the cake, and now that's the icing. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was complete. It, it's it's hard to explain from a grandmother or a grandfather's point of view on on that. Because yeah. when you when you're told that you're gonna have a baby, I mean that's a proud moment, it, and, you know, for most people. That's a proud moment. That's a happy moment. But until you experience that, and then being told you're gonna be a grandparent, the fact that you get to love another little baby human being, shake them up like a soda can, and then give them <laughs> back to their parents, there's nothing better than Man, that. Man, you do a good job at that. Every time we go down <laughs> on vacation, it's like. We literally, I remember mama had told us that we had to make sure we had an empty suitcase 
Um, yeah. So we can go ahead and bring everything back. Our we went we went down to Florida to go surprise my dad for his birthday, um, and very, it was also what'd you say? Very 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 good surprise. Yeah, yeah. Even though I had you waiting for like an hour, and you're like hungry as shit, and you're like, "What's going on? What are we waiting for?" Why are we in this town? It's this late. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was right before Easter, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, well, you guys had the I mean, Easter baskets. Exactly. Mm-hmm. With avocados from Mexico. Yeah, he still sleeps with that. He got my youngest son, uh, Gnome's best friend, actually. So Gnome will stream MLB The Show, and Stevie um, will get excited when Gnome's stream is on. So we'll put it up on the big screen TV in the living room, and uh, we'll go ahead and we'll watch him play baseball because Stevie's obsessed with baseball. He loves it. It's his favorite sport. And he'll watch right. Gnome play baseball on stream and um uh i i totally just forgot what i was gonna say i lost my train of thought <laughs> oh from mexico yes yes he actually will go ahead and, and uh uh he'll sit there with his avocado um from mexico he will sit with it all the time and he'll sit there and watch you know gnome playing baseball Yes, too bad you do teach in the mornings now. No, he's also a teacher. He's a 10th grade, I think, teacher. Um, but Steven started school, too. So it was definitely our thing over the summer yeah. that we would watch him stream all the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> another thing, let's see here. Let's see. Um, so you kind of answered, really, in the gist of all the... The, the prison questions. You kind of answer that all by saying <laughs> all of that. Um, what was... So we knew alcohol, right? So you said you were you were an alcoholic. Like, you couldn't just drink to have a good time. It was like you, you wanted to get... Like, you just drank to get drunk, essentially. Like, that's what it was for you. You were not yeah. done until you were at least drunk. Um, right. Now, as far as the drug addiction went, what was your drug of choice and how'd you get addicted? Cocaine. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was cocaine. Yeah. Hmm. And it wasn't... It just happened one night. I was drunk. Tried it. That was it. I don't know how... No... I don't know how anybody likes the feeling that that drug gives you. <laughs> the aftermath the day after it's because i've experimented don't get me wrong the day after though it's i'm like miserable i was miserable <laughs> but that's the problem the problem is there was no day after oh so it was like continue how did you afford that well okay told All you right. i wasn't a good person yeah, fair enough. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, which of my personalities is your favorite, and why is it the one when I'm sleeping? <laughs> um, oh, these are all just roasting me. The other, the other one is, do you think I could win a spelling bee tournament against a group of 10th graders? Do I think you could? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you think my brother could? This isn't about your brother. 
<laughs> this is going on TikTok tomorrow. <laughs> this is not about your brother. <laughs> Listen, there's one thing. There's one thing that I still, to this day, brag to everybody about, and that's. Believe it or not, how smart you are. I really, yeah. When you were in still in school, I used to get updates all the time, and all the time from various people. Mm -hmm. And I was very impressed, and I bragged a lot to a lot of people about how smart you are. Well, thank you. You know, sometimes, sometimes you think you're smarter than me. It's just, I, it's okay because that's just the I smart am. ass thing. No, I am. But, it's fine. I, I am. I'm sorry. I who graduated college? Seven. I mean, who graduated high school and college and is in college again? I, I will I'm battle just saying. you. Yeah. Who runs Who runs a multi-million dollar company? By sitting in your AC truck all day? Hey, 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 hey. I engineer everything we do. We build bridges. Okay. All right. All right. Your God exactly. complex is entering the chat right now. No, 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 no. I'm a scientist. I don't believe in God. Go ahead. <laughs> um, here's a good one. What do you think? And um, and this comes from Corey. What separates a man from a boy, or what separates a man from a boy who's pretending to be a man? There's only one. There's only one definition to a real man. Yeah. And that's a man that can provide and take care of his family. Whether everybody in the house is his or not, mm -hmm. as soon as you come into that house, you take responsibility of that house, and re and you take care of everyone in that house. Would That's you say? Man. Would you say that I am with a real man? Finally, you're, you're not a man. Oh, um, no. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely. No, your grandson informed me. That I am not a boy because I do not have a penis. So, yeah. That, that we're aware of. Um, anyway. God damn, yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely think, yeah, Corey takes very, he, he takes care of business. I will say that. Thank you. Um, I think the final question I have on my list here, and this is about your grandkids. If oh, you could shit. go anywhere with your grandkids for two weeks all expenses paid you don't gotta worry about it and you, it can't be florida where would you take them okay well they would hate it doesn't have to be one because, spot either but go ahead i know but they would hate it but now they would hate it later on in life they would be so happy that it happened I'm a history buff. Mm -hmm. I love anything history. Mm -hmm. I love anything history to our background. Mm -hmm. We would be in Iceland, Greenland. Uh, we would be going. I mean, hi Tebzy. We would be we would be taking Viking voyages. I I, I don't know what you know what it is about just. The, that's that's our heritage <clears throat> that's our heritage and that's, that's something i've really been interested in late a lot lately but a lot my whole life i love watching movies or documentaries on on kings and queens and yeah we're big on that too actually and 
and or like movies you know, based I, on I, a true story right mm-hmm. and i love it there's nothing that i i love learning about it so have you done a 23 and me no but the, there's a reason why i haven't oh okay <laughs> because now i gotta give a swab so they can see all that and i just want to make sure there's no bodies from my previous lifestyle that i've that you know left any dna next to like you know did i lose a hair in the middle of a crime you know (laughs) cool so i will be the one to go ahead and get the 23 and me then so they don't really need your dna (laughs) we'll figure it out i heard that and 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 the being the crime with my dna is nothing weird I'm just afraid that maybe I hurt somebody and they didn't make it and my DNA might be close by in the vicinity. You don't want to go back to prison? No. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. That's understandable. Because again, I was a bad person and I hung out with bad people. Yeah. 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 We gathered that. (laughs) Was. uh, Was. Now I'm the nicest guy I know. You know, I, I actually said that, um, it was funny. I think Riley made a comment or something like that. He tagged me in a post and it was like, you know, my dad with me. And it's a, it's a, that movie um, with the, the military dude. He's like yelling at the cadets or whatever. And then it goes, my my dad with my kids. And it was like soft as a teddy bear or something like that. I, and I was like, yeah, but dad was never like that with me because I'm his favorite child. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> you too. I give, I give Corey him. crap all the time because of how he is with Adeline. I'm like, you're showing favoritism. And I remember I made one comment jokingly at Aunt Shirley's house. And Aunt Shirley shut her fridge so quick and turned so fast. I thought she got whiplash. <laughs> looked back at me and was like, and were you treated any differently when you were younger? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, you got a point. <laughs> right. I tell him, I was like, I don't, I mean, I get it. You know, there's such thing as a daddy's girl. And I understand. I was like, I am a daddy's girl. So I know the stuff that I got away with. So I know what our daughter is trying to get away with sometimes. 100%. Absolutely. If you were to give, like, if you were to give a solid piece of life advice, what do you think would like, what, what advice would you give to somebody? Whether it be somebody battling, um, you know, their demons with addiction or drug abuse or um, any new parents or, I mean, you probably don't remember, you probably don't remember much about being a new parent, do you? Not a lot. Yeah. Um, do you regret that? I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, there's, there are some things I do regret. Mm-hmm. I was telling Jackie the other day, nothing that I'm embarrassed about, but things that I do, I I do regret about. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be one of them, sure. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I don't. Don't fully you know, remember when you're guy, younger. For a guy that, and I, and I mean this sincerely, from a guy that remembers so much useless information, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. not remember some of the greatest things that I should 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I regret I regret that. Cause it was my own doing. It wasn't it wasn't something that uh you know, it wasn't a something I was born with or whatever. It's something I chose and self inflicted. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But you know the the best the best advice you know, don't uh don't beat yourself up you know just don't beat yourself up just don't don't keep doing the same things you're doing but don't beat yourself up for doing things that you get you know that you know you know what i'm saying like that was my problem my problem was i used to do stupid shit and find my way out of it and try to move on but i would beat myself up over like you would dwell in it too much yeah, and I would yeah, and I would I would fall into like a depression or whatever and I would just continuously you know I used to always think that people used to make fun of me or something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they weren't they weren't making fun of me. It was it was me beating myself up assuming that they thought about me what I really thought about me, you know? Mhm. Mm I low self-esteem, so don't beat yourself up. You, you know, you're, you're, you're you. You're you, and there's only one you. You know. Yeah. I I. And I still today, Jackie tries to get me to go out and help people because I need to do something. You know. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done it yet, but the best the best way to keep what you have is to give it away. Yeah. Think about that. I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it, it's pretty complex. It's pretty, but it's not, you know? Mm -hmm. I can stay sane. I can stay sane by helping somebody else get sane. You know what I'm saying? I can stay sober by helping somebody else get sober. I can. Yeah. You know? But. Believe me, um, I didn't get, I didn't get to where I'm at by myself. I got to where I'm at because of you, because of Riley, because of Jackie, mm -hmm. because of Shirley, because of Mac, because of Toby, because of Stevie. You know, I didn't, I didn't get to where I'm at by myself. You know. Yeah. So the best way to show how how much I appreciate everything that you guys have all done for me is to keep doing what I'm doing, but to help somebody else get out of their shit, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the only advice I could say is pay it forward. You know what I mean? Pay it forward type of thing. Just, just pass it on, you know, pay it forward. Keep doing the next right thing. <laughs> and, 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 you know, in this place, this, this whole country, the world would be a better place if everybody just paid it forward just do something nice for somebody yeah that's good advice i have just a few more questions here for you okay um let's see here in regards to marriage and divorce so you have experienced both sides of these spectrums right yes i'm gonna ask you about this question for both your marriages what made you pop the question 
when did you like what made you pop the question to propose and like yeah 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 yeah. what what made you pop the question i feel like i already know with my mom to jackie oh, well no. i was gonna say with yeah, my mom you know, was it you because, know that because of me because she was pregnant with me it was the right thing to do yeah i yeah. thought yeah i thought that's a common thing that's a common thing people always feel that way that's very very common i understand that what when did you realize like what happened where you realized like I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with this woman when you proposed to to Mama? With Jackie, well, it was, you know, it was regular TV kind of situation bullshit. You know what I mean? It was one day we we both had separated from each other for one day. Not mad at each other. Not she just had something else to do, and I had something else to do. Mm -hmm. But the but the whole time we were doing something else we were thinking about what the other one was doing you know what i mean mm -hmm. like we wanted to be we wanted to be i wanted to be where she was at with her friends experiencing what she was the memories that she was making with them i wanted to be a part of that but then i i wanted to, but i wanted that for forever you know what i mean yeah well, that's really sweet yeah so it wasn't and this is where it becomes TV, the same TV bullshit, Hallmark movie, whatever is. <clears throat> I didn't, I didn't think of it as when I went, you know, playing around with it in my head. It wasn't the situation. It wasn't like, uh, do I want to spend the rest of my life with this woman? Mm -hmm. It was, do I want to spend one more day without this woman? Aww. Yeah. So. And the answer was eh, maybe no. I'm just kidding. No, the, <laughs> the answer was no. I don't. I don't. I don't. I want. I. I. I couldn't be happier. I. I, mm -hmm. I think that. Uh, definitely, definitely pick the right right person. Oh yeah, I fully agree with you on that one. I don't no think anybody question. else could put up with your bullshit. And and right to put up with my bullshit and she supports. Mm -hmm. Most and if I get a crazy idea in my head, mm -hmm. she reminds me of all the other shit that that the crazy idea is blocking. She reminds me of well, well, you can't do that because you can't lose your job because you can't do this because we need you know what I mean like she plays the tape all the way through whereas I just I play the tape to where I get what I want and I don't care about yeah the after effect and she's like know? wait a minute hold on <laughs> right. right and she, she keeps it uh, where hey listen mm -hmm. you know <laughs> that'd be great if you could do that but remember we got to do this still you know yeah um <laughs> second to last question is your job as fun as it looks with the whole landscaping and doing the projects and stuff what is the most interesting projects that you've worked on seriously Oh, uh, we we literally we we built a bridge. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what that's, that's what I do. I do concrete, asphalt, mm -hmm. underground construction. Uh, <clears throat> like you said, I do landscape redesigns. Mm -hmm. I've got here's what I got. I got 150 employees. Um, the pecking order is the owner of the company, me. Uh, seven managers, and then the rest are 
all our supervisors and then laborers. And literally, we, me and the owner, we, we spend a lot of time in meetings. We, uh, I mean, you, you guys have been to my job sites. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, I'll have to share the pictures of that one. We went to yeah, a job site. The and the yeah. it was really for Stevie, but all three of them loved it. And Stevie got to drive an excavator. It was like the happiest memory that he has. Right. He, he drove my Doosan, my Doosan 350, which is a big, big excavator. Yeah, nobody like knows. These Mm -hmm. Well, it's, I'm just trying to, like, if you watch Gold Rush, it's like the ones on Gold Rush. It, okay. Uh, and you guys, the job site you went to was one where we're, we're building a, a new high school in town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one job we're doing. And then and then another job we're doing is um, down in Palm Beach, which is probably one of the richest areas in, in Florida. Mm -hmm. Jupiter is where Tiger Woods lives. Jupiter Island, Tiger mm -hmm. Woods, Molina, the mm -hmm. catcher for the Cardinals, he lives there. Uh, some golfers live there. Where we're we're putting a road in down there. It's, it's beach. It's the road. It's called Beach Road. We're taking the old road out. And we're putting a new road in. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, we do stuff like that. Uh, we built the bridge from the mainland to the island. You know, I'm I'm all part of all these these projects, but mm -hmm. like you said, I'm on the job side. I do it from a truck. I do have an office. I just most of the time I got my computer, my internet in my truck, so I don't ever have to, you know, go. But I, you know, read blueprints, and I, this is the thing that I was telling you before. It's not 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 too bad for a kid to grad or dropped out of school in the seventh grade you know what i mean no it's not it's proof that it's not all about going to college and getting a degree and stuff too like there's such thing as like there's right. like trade work like what Corey does you know we we kicked off the hr right. business and it's done pretty good it's slow pace moving but it's we're getting there you know and it's it's done enough yeah, to support our family word of mm -hmm. mouth build and build and build and build mm -hmm. you know and i i went from being just an employee at this company to now Mm -hmm. I make, I, I mean, last year we made $44 million. That's insane. You know? Right. And, and I didn't make that for me. I made that for the company. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, but that's, that's where I'm at. No, I, if you I made make, that for yourself, I'd be like, um, sir, can I have some right, gas exactly. money? <laughs> you know, help, help, help somebody out. Will you? Right. No, I, I got your grandkids, man. And we have their birthdays are back to back to back. <laughs> right. I don't make that kind of money for me, but I make million dollar decisions every day for my, for the company. You know. So that's pretty much what we do. So the most interesting one right now that I'm working on is we're building that high school. Right on. Well, I'm just taking a look here. Um. I think that's that's pretty much it for all the questions. I don't have any more in chat either. I think I let me just double check here. Um, but I think we let's see here. Oh, uh, Jordan did want to know. We didn't get to touch base on this. You had mentioned like Jackie's anniversary is in April. Um, what anniversary did she have? What year was it for her? Fourteen. 
14. Oh, that's cool. You guys, the anniversary is right next to each other. Yeah. Now, a touch base on that yeah, just a split second. Her, her anniversary ahead. is her anniversary is 421. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> because she had to wait a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, understandable. Understandable, you know. Right. We all get so, that. Yeah. We, we get it. Just just one more yeah. one more for the road. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's hilarious. Um, well, I think that's it. Did you have any questions for me or any comments for me about what I've been doing? Oh, actually, um, how did you feel whenever I graduated college and then six months down the road when I told you I re-enrolled for my bachelor's degree? That was that was a proud father moment. Yeah. No question. Yeah. It was, it was a lot better than you telling me that you know <laughs> you weren't going to do anything you you did something you told me you were going to do it and you did it yeah. so it's a very it was a very very proud father moment i have homework due after this podcast actually i'm going to go reheat my dinner and then i have some homework i gotta do tonight <laughs> it's a it's a struggle but it's it's not it, as bad it, it's just making the time for the lessons and this school is a little bit different because this school is actually so this one's the la school of film um, this is specifically for the graphic design and uh, some right sort on. of science degree or something like that. But, yeah. Nice. Okay. Did you have any other questions Where? or comments or anything? I, this oh, is, I'm glad you asked me to do this. Oh, and there I'm, you are. Okay. What? You froze a Did bit. I disappear? Oh. Mm -hmm. I just... I'm proud of you for I'm through with it. It's very. What is happening to my stuff right now? Well, I mean, you're, you live in Illinois. Yeah, way to dox me, Dad. Thanks. I'm just saying. Everybody knows I live here. It's fine. Well, well thank I'm you for. Well, thank you, you know. for doing this and joining us and coming in and listening to us and telling us a bit about you and answering all our questions and making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what, if I can't, if I can't make you cry, then I mean, what's, what's the sense of even talking? <laughs> it's yeah, almost right. like when we, when we play video games together and I kill you. you oh you know, God. Yeah. You. We need to it's actually, I need to know when we're playing, uh, when we're playing sniper elite again. When, when are we doing that? Yeah. Well, get as many people as we can together and we'll make a match and I'll destroy everybody. I don't care. Yeah, nobody plays it, Dad. Listen. Nobody plays it because you don't tell them to. You didn't play it until I told you to. All right. I'll get on it. Now, actually, I, I very last question here as we get out here. Okay. Okay. When are you going to be downloading Fortnite and debuting in Fortnite with me for a stream? Okay, I can. Okay, at for a second there, I couldn't tell if your screen was frozen or not. <laughs> I seen that in a commercial once. The guy froze, but then the kid walked in behind him and, and, and it was started to shake in the background a bit. I was like, "Wait a second. I'm like, no, you're not frozen. <laughs> I was trying to freeze, but I got shit playing in the background. Your fish are swimming there. back behind you too. <laughs> Damn fish, sit still. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't know anything about that game. Well, you should download it and you should play it with me tomorrow. I will definitely put that on the consideration. All right. Let's put, hey, I got an idea. Let's put a pin in it. No, and good. we'll circle back and get mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, I mean, I have one more. I'm sorry. Okay. Can you just verify? Wasn't there a spot that you and the groundskeepers would play paintball together, or you would do something? Yeah. Where you, wasn't it underneath the stadium? Under, yeah, under the stadium. I tell people this a lot lately. Um, so mm. there was two spots. One we okay. used to play roller hockey in. Okay. And uh, like say, okay, so you know they got like five pitchers, right? Mm -hmm. One pitcher pitches one night, one pitcher pitches another night. So if the pitcher pitched last night, he's not going to pitch again for five more days, right? So he would bring his rollerblades to the, to the uh, stadium, knowing that he wasn't going to be pitching for four more days. He'd come down and, like Matt Morris, uh, okay. Daryl Kyle, all these guys, they, they either played wiffle ball with us in the, down there or they, they played roller hockey with us. And uh, so we did that a few times, but there was a, underneath the stadium was an unexcavated area. I mean, yeah. we found stuff down there from the 60s, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the 40s. And it was all these mountains of dirt and just all kinds of weird crap that you could hide behind. And we used to go down there and play paintball during, when there was a baseball game going on right above us. Yeah. We were down there shooting each other. I told people game. this. I told people this. I was like, I've I've been down there. They would play paintball underneath the stadium. And yeah. people thought I was crazy or making something up. I'm like, no, I swear to you. I'm like, there yeah. was some crazy stuff that happened at Old Bush Stadium that you never would have thought of. Absolutely. We used to drive our little carts down there. I've taken yeah. you through there. Yeah. I vividly remember it. I do. I also remember you had a crazy coworker that told me if I kept sticking my tongue out, he was going to rip it out and pin it up on the corkboard in the break room. Yeah, that, that could have been it. At that point, it could have been anybody. We were a good group of guys. We had yeah. a, we had a good, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think I've had enough. I might. I don't know. I might have a bunch of the baseball fanatics that I'm friends with. They might want you to do a a second debut here and talk to us about your baseball days, and learn some like Absolutely. cool, interesting stuff. There was, there was 13 years of it, so yeah. Feel free. Yeah. I'll be more than happy to. All right. Well, thanks for coming in, Dad. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Well, I love you. Love you, too. All Thank right, you, everybody. <laughs> thanks, bye. bye. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is it for today's podcast. I do appreciate everybody coming on out here and talking with us and learning more information about my dad. There were a couple interesting facts that I didn't even know about him. Um, so that was actually really, really cool. And I think we might actually do a part two. Um, for my baseball friends here, um, my dad is definitely willing to go ahead and talk to us about the cool days um, when he was a groundskeeper for the Marlins and the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, with that being said, I am going to call it a night. I got some homework I got to get done. This will be on uh, YouTube tomorrow. I will have uploaded last week's podcast. I think I'm going to start getting these a lot quicker. Um, and yeah, I will, uh, I will see you guys, uh, tomorrow around, uh, I'll see you tomorrow around eight o'clock, eight o'clock central. All right. Have a good evening. Bye. <laughs>